From the Mount Smart faithful to the bandwagon supporters and everyone in between, we share a special bond. The Warriors. And who better to talk about the team we love than a bunch of nobodies? Let's go, because this is Warriors Anonymous. Kia ora now, welcome to Warriors Anonymous, back for another week on the Warriors roller coaster for 2021. And hey, we're streaking. Who knew? The streak is, is on and, uh, and it's not a losing one. Second win in a row for the boys, 18-16 over the Sharks. My name is Jared Cronin. I'm joined by the boys. First up, we've got Isaac Suss. Go the streak. <laughs> Love a good streak. Monita Suss. Oh, back in the bus now. <laughs> John Ciala's bandwagon. Back in the bus. Pick me up. <laughs> and Daniel Farakura. We're going to the eight, boys. We're going to the eight. Oh, he's <laughs> calling it. He's pulling out the big guns early. Right or die. <laughs> I see you've been doing the uh, the old uh, top eight predictor on the NRL.com, bro. And uh, you think we're in the eight? Yeah, there's a various scenarios that can get us there. Like, <laughs> I think I outli- outlined it uh, in that post as well. But um, I mean, look, what, if we can uh, model forward past behaviours of the teams, then there's every chance, I guess. But yeah, first and foremost, we've got to control our own destiny. Take it week by week, game at a time, yeah. one by one. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've won two games with our RTS in a row. That's right. There's been a few yeah. snide posts out there saying, you know, he was yeah. the problem. <laughs> Which I, I take severe umbrage with But um, yeah, anyways 18-16 over the Sharkies It was three tries apiece And uh, just of course the uh, the one extra conversion kicked by uh, who, who kicked that one? Reese. Reese was our uh, yeah, our kicker And probably will be I would suggest for yeah. a little he while longer um, But yeah the old um, good to get the win at the uh, Gold Coast Stadium We had a few boys show out Some pretty good performances um, Isaac, we had uh, you and Aiken again starting in the second row, but also featuring at centre as well. I thought he played pretty well and obviously got our match winning try. What were your thoughts on him? So good to see him shrug off Will Chambers, that fucking crap. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just get off me, mister. And then just get to the line. You know, that was a good try. He put in, um, you know, that was a VB harder and sort of effort there for that try. Yeah. How good of a signing is he uh, this year? You know, he's missed a few games, but every time he plays, he looks like he's uh, really earning his stripes. Yeah, he's, he's definitely performed and, uh, and earned his money, um, I guess, probably on that subject. Uh, a guy we could possibly look at uh, in, in a similar sort of light, but in the opposite direction is Kane Evans, um, who I was calling public enemy number one. Moneta, what did you think about the Kane Evans fest on Saturday? <laughs> I don't know. I think he had a brain fart or something. <laughs> You know, <laughs> and like Nathan Brown was saying, he, he wasn't playing smart football. He let Will Chambers get some uh, a few times. Eh? I, I don't know what he was thinking. A few jabs in the face to Will Chambers in front of the referee. Oh, the ref won't see me. Yeah, he had a shocker. I mean, there's no ways about it. He made a few errors and a few just silly plays. And yeah, I think we'll be lucky to see him next week, but we'll see what happens. He, he may be back, but uh, I, mean, I hope they suspend him for the next bloody four weeks. I'll be happy with that. Just. Go hard on him and get rid of him. When you say shocker, I would easily label that as one of the worst NRL performances by a player <laughs> that I have ever seen. <laughs> I don't think I've seen someone make that many errors, go like lose their mind 
and just kind of just can't handle the jandal. I mean, look, I, I will say, and and I think the NRL <coughs> to the 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 chat that Chambers is putting out, and like every, people are, you know, sledging has been around for years and in all sports as well. But by the sounds of it, like I guess most players, most people think there's a line, so perhaps. That line's been crossed on a few occasions, going personal or you know nasty or derogatory. You wouldn't want that, right? But at the end of the day, sticks and stones may break our bones. Oh, he also threw someone's shoe into the stand <laughs> as well. Like it's not the fucking discus here. Like <laughs> I think Jack Murchie might have uh, done that. I saw a post somewhere that Jack Murchie oh, got, got someone's shoe and just biffed it a few meters and got penalised yeah. for it. And Will Chambers is notorious for biffing a shoe into the stands and got nothing. Well, match some- review needs to get that, eh? And, yeah. I, and and like the bunker, they will clamp on that down on that shit. And that's the thing I hate about this whole how the rules work as well. What was a penalty last year is not a penalty this year. What was a high contact at the start of the season or the lockdown isn't, it's just so inconsistent. So that, well, that you know, shoulder charge was a prime example. It was, mm. like, it was a blatant shoulder charge at the end. Yeah. On um, Montoya. They got away with it. It's just like, yeah. It's confusing. It can get really confusing. Yeah, it was a throwback, that bloody shoulder charge, wasn't it? I mean, in days gone by, it would have been like, yeah, but yeah, watching it now, it's like, how is that not a penalty? Crazy. We had, uh, we had a, I guess, a little bit of a rejigged sort of side. We had uh, Chanel Harris to be come back into the halves. And um, it actually, you know, I thought his combo with Sean O'Sullivan uh, went pretty well. Um, Monita, did you have any sort of views on, uh, on your boy SOS? He pretty much shut me up, eh, um, during this game. Um, he knows his strengths. Like, we know that he's not a great runner of the ball, and I think he kind of knows it, but his distribution of the ball, like that one into DWZ, that was a fantastic pass and did some awesome kicks and so forth. And, yeah, no, he really uh, really did shut me up a bit this week. So, And hopefully That's he can good. continue it going forward. And he's he's actually looking better than what Chad Towson has been playing. But Chad Towson has had it. Mm. I was interested to see how they used Bailey Surinan as back rower, but a lot of the times he was he was almost first receiver playing the link type role. But I thought it gave us a nice flow on attack. Daniel, I guess this is your boy. So um, how did you assess Surinan getting pushed back, but um, used in that way? Yeah, I think it's probably a strong position for him to be in uh, as well. So I just like the ability that you've got a, an extra ball player that can play wide. So you keep the back line out wide, you keep them alert as well, but he can also run and he can play short too. So I think you'll find that all the good teams have a pretty decent ball playing 13 now. So you look at Isaiah Yo for the Panthers, you look at Victor Radley, the Roosters. I guess you can say a little bit about Finucane and the Cheese at Storm. They play that role. So it's becoming a bit of a key role, not just a Tamalolo type 13, you want a little bit of ball play as well. So, no, I, I do like it. I think he's, um, we're definitely in that rotation somewhere uh, for him. A lot of that timing in the past, so you could just tell that he's obviously played in a playmaking position before. He was just able to give the guys outside him a bit of, I guess, reassurance when they could, you know, hit their lines or whatever. Mm. Isaac, again, we had Cody as our reserve hooker and used him to spell jazz throughout the game. Kind of throughout the game, I felt like these two boys started to find a little bit of a groove with what they're doing. First up, I just want to go back to that point of the ball playing 13. You know, um, Dan's 100% right. that That's the way the game's going because I don't know if any of you guys saw the North Queensland game where JT, Tom Malolo, got shifted out to the edge 
and just he looks like a shadow of his former self. It's really sad to see, actually. Normally, he's like the 200-meter man, right, in the middle mm. of the field. I don't know if he's run 200 meters all season. Yeah, so the, he didn't go well on the edge, yeah? No, nah, no, nah, he got found out bad eh? um, on oh. defense. He just doesn't have the lateral movement. Even the commentators were saying they don't see him playing out on an edge for the rest of the season. But apparently Todd Payton's thinking otherwise. He's going to keep him on an edge, which is crazy. But is you it... Is the it, uh, rules again? I know we talked about it. Yeah, past, it's the rules. It's you the know, rules, eh? Pace of the it, game, eh? that, yeah. yeah, it's that whole ball-playing 13. It's kind of a throwback to maybe, you know, the mid-90s of your Jim Dimmicks and whatnot, a ball-playing forward type scenario. But um, so I just went completely off point. Uh, I thought Jazz Tavanga and Cody Nikarima were a good combo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Cody was a lot better this week. He wasn't as threatening with the running game, but he was a lot sharper um, with his distribution. I think uh, they struggled uh, a little bit just with the. If you look at Braley, I quite like him out of dummy half yeah, for the Sharks. He just seemed to pick us off. You know, mm. and I just think Cody can do that, but I just think he doesn't want to get the contact. Um, no, he doesn't you know, like contact. Doesn't like contact, especially when you could just, yeah, yeah, he could scoot away. But hey, look, so long as that you're not overplaying your hand, right? Like distribute the ball, don't make mistakes. And mm. I know that's where he's got to be for now, but I'm not completely sold on that. Obviously long-term because we've got players out, right? I'd rather that young hooker come in, but obviously he's injured for the rest of the season, but at least he was having a go having a good day mm. and just yeah. solid on D. I actually got more questions uh, about the ball playing back row, but we'll look into that once we get into the second half because we have been uh, uh, pretty bad with our time management on this first half and uh, <laughs> run out a bit of time on our, on our Zoom meeting. So we'll come back in just a few moments here on Warriors and Ims. Gas bagging for way too long. <laughs> Welcome back to Warriors Anonymous. We are covering some pretty good ground about the Cronulla Sharks game just on the weekend. Um, first of all, we spoke a little bit about the ball playing back row and how we used Bailey Surinan. I've got a question for you guys I'm going to put out there based on what I saw in that game. Does that potentially change how we are set up looking into next year? As in when we get Bohu Harris back from his injury, does that maybe push him back to being an edge back rower rather than playing that lock type role with the link play? I just think it gives us options having that type of player. Now we've got, obviously, Jazz can play there, but I think Jazz's role is when he comes on, he can do that as well, bring some energy. Torhu can do it. Obviously, Bailey Serenin can do it as well. So, yeah, and I guess we've got Josh Curran and on an edge as well, but he's showing a little bit of ability too. So... You uh, and Aitken throw him into mix. So yeah. realistically, we've just got a, a crop of probably, I think the key thing is the sound and defense, good agility, and they've got ball playing ability as well. So probably mean that you've got people that can fit into the puzzle because we probably learned this year that, you know, having the same 17 week on week is nigh on impossible. So mm. you, you just need, you're going to have to have 25, well, 30 players in your squad, but you're going to have to have 25 players that can um, rotate week to week. You might better even give Fohu like a, you know, a luxury break for once, like, you know, a few minutes off. That's the thing, because I think, you know, if we go back to the run of injuries we've had, but I think it started from the fact that we didn't have game control. We didn't have to get the ball. We were we were defended. We'd, do, we'd tackle 100 more tackles than every other team we played. And, and that workload accumulates, right? Yeah, you're right. I think um, you'll see all the good teams. They start to freshen up their players uh, this side of the season as well. So hopefully, 
I think the days of the the lock being like a third prop almost are gone. You see players like Tom Malolo, perfect example, but other players like Nathan Brown from Parramatta, they're not as effective as they used to be. Mm. Yeah, I think you look at the Canberra Ford pack. Um, who have they been playing at 13? They've got a rotation of... Tarpanir plays the occasionally. Yeah, Tarpanir, um, but he, they shifted him to the front row, I think. Yeah. Um, South Sydney, perfect example. Mm. Um, Cam Murray, Murray is not as much as a ball player, but he's got that real quick play of the ball. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I think you hit the nail on the head with the uh, the second row mm. and the lock, uh, agile, you know, mm. agile on defense, mobile around the park. The way the game is played now, it's shifting towards that as a successful sort of blueprint from your front row. I think the benefit we've got at the Warriors is that both Matt Lodge and AFB are pretty mobile front rowers too. And oh, you saw yeah. the effect that they had on the game. Yeah. Mm. They both had had great games. I thought they went gangbusters. I really like um, what Lodge and AFB are, are bringing to the, to the style of play because they are showing a lot of ball play and a lot of footwork as well. And they're linking with each other. And it looks quite cool. It's like, you know, a couple of dancing bears out there. Um, and I, I really like that sort of approach because it creates a lot of issues for that, you know, the inside defensive channels because they're not exactly sure, you know, where their target is because it keeps kind of moving around on. But, yeah, I really like to see um, what these boys can do. And, I mean, there's still only, you know, a few games into actually playing with each other and getting that combo going. Uh, one thing about Lodge um, that obviously he's looking at getting um, suspended for a couple of weeks. I, I don't actually even see what he did. Did anyone pick that up? <laughs> I couldn't no, see it. Contrary conduct, was it? Or I don't know. Was it a knee chat? I don't know. I don't know. But I don't even know what he did, to be honest with you. I, I, think, I think it probably boils down to three things with him. One is his, you know, his, his past. Uh, and then you add on to the extra fact that now he's playing at the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be real easy for them to like suspend him. Um, but also probably the most pivotal thing with him is that he's got crazy eyes. And um, I think that that <laughs> attracts a lot of attention, you know, they just, they just think, no, he's, he's done something. And yeah, like I say, we didn't even see what the hell he'd done. Um, but so yeah. Sure, he's, he's, sure he's, doesn't have a hungry eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Won't look at you when I can. No, sorry. <laughs> great, <laughs> great job. <laughs> it was nice. Moneta missed that. He, he was, yeah, he Moneta missed all that. Oh, that was some absolute gold. So we've got ten uh, points. You can name the singer. Oh, hungry there's eyes. A, there's, a, there's a brain teaser for you. Hungry eyes. What was that? Dirty dancing. I want to say Pizza Terror. Oh, so close. Oh no. Is it Eric? Oh yep. They got half of it. Fuck. Eric Carmen. There you go. Thank you very much. <laughs> Sorry, man. I just, I just had the opportunity. But maybe he's got crazy hungry eyes, you know? Crazy hungry Because he's yeah. a big boy. But um, <laughs> but that's saying that, man, like, I hear where you're coming from and, and, I, and I get that. But um, he's going to be ineffective if he plays 50% of the games. Hmm. So someone needs to have a chat. He's going to have to just basically be angelic for an extended sort of period. Uh, one name we've thrown into the mix is um, Josh Curran. Man, oh. how good is Josh Curran? <laughs> so good. Every time I see him, man, I'm like, oh, this guy is awesome. Other than um, after the game where he just about killed himself on the, um, <laughs> the hand sanitizer. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought he was, I thought he had it a lot. And he, he just, yeah, he brings so much 
even if he's playing, the, they were playing him on the right side in this particular game we're, before we've used him on the left. So um, we've actually got a good question about that coming up as well from our fan questions because it's a real gripe of mine when we uh, mess with, um, you know, people on what side of the, the field they've been stationed. But, uh, but we'll look into that shortly. Um, we'll, we'll do a quick... Before we do you a quick thing, can I just... I was a bit bamboozled, I just want to bring up was... Obviously, we talk about Evans, brain explosion, saw red, was angry, worst game anyone's ever played in the NRL. But <laughs> what were we down players in the interchange? Like, why the fuck did he come back out? Like, and why was he still out there? I mean, Bunty had a little stint as well. Was you know they worry Bunty's not kind of fit enough to go longer minutes. I mean, I don't know. There was something oh, for some reason no, we no just. Way. It's a good question. Did, we had to have sure. him out there. And I was like, oh, I didn't, there were HIAs happening, but we seemed to be getting off it. So, yeah. Just was he, um, I don't know, maybe that mungle? I don't know. That's the only thing I could think of. But yeah, it's just one of those things. Like, I don't know. You're yeah. just having That's a good bad question. game. Because it wasn't just as losing his head, right? As well. He was actually, what he was trying to do is get his arm free all the time. And they wouldn't. And they're losing him, it. But they yeah. wouldn't let him do it. They were holding in mm. there. But he continued to do it and just kept dropping the ball. It's like, okay, bro. So that's not working. <laughs> yeah. I fucking keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. What is the, the definition of insanity? Like, if you keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Yeah. <laughs> Shame on you if you fool me once. Shame on me. Yeah. Fool me four me. times. You should have been twice. The worst game in the history of the NRL. Yeah. Uh, it was lovely. So you needed him. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting one with Bunty, though, because you're right. Like, I've never, I never noticed him getting tired because I guess they never play him enough to actually get tired. He just sort of, they bring him on for bursts and, and that's kind of it. I don't, yeah. I'm with you on that, bro. I think that's interesting. Mm. Um, the, the use of the bench and how to get best out of guys, but <sighs> I guess we'll have to, uh, you know, wait and see what they're, um, you know, what coach Brown's going to do. Um, let's do a, um, I say my name, say my name because getting a little bit slack on that lately. Um, I actually heard a couple of players on the weekend, which, um, yeah, the, basically the pronunciation of their names is just an absolute train wreck. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to have them on Say My Name, Say My Name this week. Um, and so we've got a player from Parramatta Eels and also the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And that is uh, Junior and Jackson Paulo. <laughs> uh, now, the, these guys, yeah, I don't know. I'm, Something about it this week just kind of irked me extra. So I thought I'd um, feature these fellas. Um, Junior and Jackson, fine. Pronunciation is all good. No need to worry about that. But Paulo is not their name. Um, uh, Someone players, uh, and the vowel sounds on the yeah on, on, on the surname is completely different to what the commentators are saying. So uh, instead, it's actually, we'll go with, say, um, Junior Paulo. So like pow, like boom, boom, pow, um, and law, like law and order. Paolo. 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 Junior Pretty Paolo. easy, right? Yeah. Junior Paolo and Jackson, Jackson Paolo. 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 Yes. All right. Let's, um, let's check in with our uh, fans. Thank you to our fans for posting up your questions. Uh, this one here is, is uh, quite a uh, lightning rod of a question coming from Jeff Wright. He's pretty passionate about this. I'm going to summarize it that maybe we were a little bit trigger-happy in letting Roger Tui-Vasashek leave the Warriors, seeing as we are actually technically still in the hunt 
for our top eight. And um, Jeff is wondering if it was right for us to let him and Leeson Armal go early. The way the season was shaping up two weeks ago and a mathematical, very slim chance of us getting into the eight, you know, and RTS coming off that um, head knock as well. How many weeks would he have been off? It just seemed the opportune time for him to leave, really. that He's done as much for the club as any other player has in his time there. So he gets, I think he gets every right to go out in his own terms. It is a set of circumstances that have never faced any other players to put on a Warriors jersey. He's been away from home for 18 months. Think about that. So 18 Mm. to two years. Next question from Greg Spence, which I think this question is amazing. Um, So his question is, um, you know, continuity is underrated um, and it's not something we've been able to achieve this year so far. And he is just wondering about switching Hiku to the right side to allow um, Viliami Vailea to play on his preferred left-hand side. See, I didn't realize this until I saw the, the highlights that you know Greg had posted up on the Warriors Anonymous Facebook page. Just that he was stationed on the left and he was creating a lot of attack and you know scoring tries and doing all sorts of stuff. I know it's a level down, sure, but when you've got a young guy coming through, surely the idea would be to have the least amount of disruption to give him every chance to succeed. And why have we, you know, swapped him over? I guess it just has to come down to experience with Peter Hiku. I mean, that may be his preferred side. So, you know, the senior statesman himself would need to would take the preference in terms of that. But, um, yeah, why not give him a go? That's his uh, preference. Let's see how he plays. And, you know, we've got nothing to lose, really, for the rest mm. of the season. So let's just chuck him on the left side and see if we can create that same magic. It goes a little bit further than just our centres because we've been doing a lot of switching and swapping with our second rowers as well. Uh, Elias Akatoa is, is one of them. He's been, you know, last year, rookie sensation, a lot of the time running down the left edge. This year we've used him mainly down the right. Um, you know, Josh Curran, we mentioned before as well, s- switching over and, and doing a pretty, you know, bloody good job of it. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I'm a little bit sort of, I get a little bit frustrated when I just see guys getting moved around in in games that they don't necessarily have to be. I think you've got to err towards player comfort. And if those guys like Katoa and Valia are comfortable on one particular side, you keep them there because you've got other players around them like Hiku and Curran that are comfortable playing on either edge. So yeah, I don't like the switching it around for the sake of switching it around or whatever reason um, coaches might have. There's actually been a bit of chat around the NRL looking to stage the grand final potentially in Auckland. Um, and that was brought about by seeing this, you know, the, the full house of the All Blacks game on the weekend. All of a sudden they started to have these crazy thoughts, you know, these fever dreams of, you know, perhaps looking to take it on the road. Moneta, what would you think an NRL grand final would be like in Auckland? It'd be massive. I definitely want to go. You know, obviously the whole COVID thing. Um, you just never know, like with Queensland and all that, the number of states going to, you know, some lockdown. I mean, we're pretty safe in New Zealand, so we could, you know, have it over here, having the NRL, first time in the grand final in New Zealand. The demand would be, I reckon, would be huge. And, yeah, would fill the stadium, I reckon. I reckon we should do it. And we deserve it. That's oh, right. Man, it, it would be a dream, but... No buts. I I don't want to piss on anyone's chips, but <laughs> no, that's all good. The, the, the current 
a current government that you are associated to, and we all are, um, there's very little option that they would allow this. Well, allow it with yeah, players coming point. from biosecurity bubble into New Zealand. Um, they may do because the economic return would be huge as well. But is there an opportunity to be a little bit innovative and um, give them the two weeks in quarantine, but in that period of time, here's an idea you'll like there, G, do like a Pro Bowl type thing over in Australia where, mm-hmm. you know, I know they got the state of origin, but like they do like a fan fan driven vote for players and positions. Is it all um, like, yeah, just a, yeah. a style of all-star game just to fill the gap of league while players are sitting in quarantine waiting <laughs> to play the grand final in New Zealand. I know logistically it's tough to throw all these things together, but is there an opportunity to be innovative with the game to try a few different things? You know, like the 100-meter sprint, some sort of spectacle that generates revenue and brings people into the stadiums to watch these crazy things going on and gives the two grand final teams some time to build up to the showcase grand final in Auckland. Amazing. An NFL Pro Bowl game with all of the accompanying drills as well. Like those. Yeah, skills challenge. Yeah, that would be awesome. Goal kicking challenge, the punt challenge, who can punt it the furthest, passing target challenge. Field kicking one where they, you know, like have like nets in the corners and that and just. Who can throw the boot furthest? Who can sneak <laughs> the best ledge? Who's for the worst? Who's six toes to yeah, and then they can have the uh, they can have the runway set up for the worst haircut. Um, oh, okay. yeah. can have like a, a barbecue competitions. <laughs> <laughs> they could have like the the sneakiest uh, player competition when they set up like an obstacle course and they try sneaking a hooker um, <laughs> without being detected, like Middle Gear Solid or something like that. Just, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Go old school like the old uh, Krypton Factor. They make you do all sorts of random <laughs> shit. You just. Like, <laughs> Random, <laughs> random shit. You know, if you're going to remake something, how come no one's remade that? <laughs> it was random, man, because they'd be like asking questions in like in a room and then next minute they're out in an obstacle course, so. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. This guy's a nerdy little dude who's like a mathematician and then you get to climb over walls. Yeah. <laughs> or they need like a remake of uh, Clash of Top the Codes. Town. Oh, Clash of oh, the Codes. Eh? Clash of the Codes, oh, that, yeah. so, that was so good. Lisa Carrington versus everyone. Oh, mate, game over. <laughs> game over. I used to crack up with Clash of the Codes because they had all these like rowers, all these actual athletes, and then you had the New Zealand softball guys, and they are <laughs> so not athletic. <laughs> all I remember is the music. Yep. Black box, right on time. Right on time. It was so good, eh? Clash of the Codes, bring that back on. That'd be amazing. All right, let's look at the next game against the Canterbury Bulldogs. We're going to be playing them on Sunday afternoon, 4 p.m. New Zealand time. On the NRL.com, it's got the uh, the venue as Mount Smart Stadium in Auckland, but I don't think that's going to happen. So, uh, yeah, we've got a bit of a, a challenge coming up with a few guys looking likely to be suspended. So, Daniel, what would you think would be our likely sort of lineup for this game? Well, I had to basically do as much Google searching and checking out on injuries and stuff. And I basically, for the process of elimination, looks like we have 20 players available, perhaps. That's without any injuries picked up over the weekend and into Tuesday, the team naming tomorrow. And that's also taken into account three guys suspended, not challenging their 
charges as well. So the outs, obviously, uh, Dallin, uh, Lodge, Kane Evans, but to be fair, he doesn't deserve to have a few games for a while. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we'll be okay. We might be short a prop, perhaps, but we've got a few back rowers as well. So surely like a Murchie could play at the front, you know, if needed, caught upon as well. So, but apart from that, I think we we should be able to field much of a similar team. So you reckon uh, Pompey to slide in for Dallin? Yeah, I'd say that. I mean, I think I've still got Cossie around, but I think Pompey probably offers a bit more. And I, I still want to keep Aitken in the back row because obviously we might be down a prop too. So you'd need a little bit more work in there. So yeah, apart from that, I think got most of our guys there. Uh, and the rest, obviously, are back home or got season injury, season ending injuries. Isaac, what do you think we're going to have to do to beat the dogs and keep the streak alive? I think uh, possession just uh, starved them of the ball. They they didn't look that great against the Tigers. So I think we could just play like a really, really, really simple game plan and not look to blow them off the park. Because I think if we hold on to the ball long enough and grind them down, at some point during the game, we'll blow them away. But we can't play that way from the start of the game. We've got to get into the grind. You know, they're playing for for pride. And stranger things have happened when teams do that at the bottom of the table. Mm. So we can't sort of fall into that game plan of we're gonna we're gonna stomp them. They're just gonna have to earn the right to run right over them. So that's kind of what I want to see. Cause yeah, the way the Tigers played against them, you wouldn't want to see that Tigers in the top eight because they just get they're just a useless sort of looking team, to be honest. They just don't look great. Apologies to all our West Tigers fans out there. Um, thank you for listening in, guys. Uh, <laughs> Boys, just going as I said. Start drafting up our next apology. Um, all right, let, let's get into the um, the hard-hitting question of the week. Um, Moneta, you can lead us off on this one, bro. It's a hard on now, bro, for should we just sack Kane Evans? Oh. <laughs> I'll go nah, but he'll have to have some big... Talks this week. Never say never. Okay. Mm-hmm. Daniel, thoughts? Hard or no, bro? Uh, yeah, hard. I think um, not necessarily sack, but I think you could let, allow him to explore his options for next year as well. I just don't think he style of the game playing. He's not bringing enough, you know, in terms of his size and presence. We've got Pinay coming, and for me, really, it's just the the footy intellect and the smarts like to be baited like that don't get me wrong but there's just been a couple of things that happened that like I think our club needs some smarter footy players I don't think I've ever seen Brad Fittler criticise a player in such a way that he did on the footy show man he Mm. he just ripped him what did he say he just said you you just can't be that stupid in effect Mm. you could tell in the tone of his voice that he was actually irked by it Mm. so that's a non-warrior supporter you know, and a pretty laid back sort of character most of the times, but bro, he was giving it to old Kane Evans. But oh. um, so that's that's uh, we've got one nah and we've got one hard. So it comes down to you, Isaac. You're the swing vote, bro. Uh, sack Kane Evans, hard or nah, bro? No one wants to get sacked. That's a really harsh word, but I don't think he'll have a job at the Warriors next year with the stable of front rows that we'll have next year with AFB, Lodge, JTB, Bunty Afar, and Aaron Penny. That's the sort of style of play that you're looking for. And I don't think Kane Evans style of play style of play yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not, not just the style of play but just the <laughs> the way front rows are shaping these days I don't think he's the you know he's in that mold unless he can switch up his game and offer something with some footwork and you know just a little bit more football smarts it'll be hard for him to find a job at a lot of other places too unfortunately again if I'm being harsh I think so, the Tigers yeah. are looking 
Yeah, oh, they're always looking. <laughs> <laughs> they're always looking. Yeah. Right, so I guess, so, yeah, it's it's hard. Um, all right, fellas, let's do some quick farewells and also uh, score predictions for the game against the Bulldogs. Uh, we'll start with you, Isaac. Uh, score will be 34-12 to the Warriors. Ooh. Okay. Monita. 24-12. 24-16. Yeah. 12, <laughs> 12 and under. To us? To us, yes. Yeah. To us. Oh, you fucking oh, hell no, not to the Bulldogs. <laughs> and Daniel. Uh, we're going 40, boys, this week. This is our... Ooh. Uh, Ooh, 40, no, I like it. I like it. 40 to 12. I hope you're all right. We're going to stomp them in the second half. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I like that. Breakout. Okay, fellas. I'm liking the vibes here. Let's keep the streak going for another week. Could we get three in a row? Could we? Maybe. Maybe. Just maybe. <laughs> we'll see how we go, fellas. My name is Jerry Cronin. This has been Warriors Anonymous. We're going to catch you next week. And uh, hopefully we're still streaking. Catch you up later. See you. See you <laughs> Later. Sorry, Kane Evans. Yeah, not sex. No, probably no, no, no. Frida's future up. They'll probably say, hey, <laughs> look, about next year. Mm. 